On this week's episode, Scott Boris gives interview advice for would-be pilots. Allegedly, I have a lot of I have a lot of personal stuff in my logbook, and I don't really want you looking through it. <laughs> yeah, it's very like, personal to me. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a lot of a lot of stuff in there that I don't really want you to see. So. It's my personal logbook and okay. So second in command for What's for Tropic Ocean Airways. Jugs? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Scott doesn't stop there. He reaches out to managers of air carrier operations worldwide with good money-saving tips that will increase profits and lower costs for customers. We could have island flights for super cheap, and some people <laughs> might die, but everybody else would save a lot of money. Welcome to this week's episode of the Far Aim Podcast. We have Lake Erie Island's flight legend Jeff Denovich joining us for this episode today. We are going to talk about um, flight time. Not so much like for the regulation, but um, I have the reg here somewhere. We're doing we're do the, uh, the, oh, it's, I lost the page. We'll figure it out in a I moment. The 1,500-hour mark. That's the big one. What is it, Jeff? 61159. Page 119 okay. for you. F-A-R. Okay, yes. I have the updated the far ATP, book. ATP stuff. Yes, yes. Okay. So basically, this is the magic 1,500 hours where you get to do whatever you want uh, and make millions of dollars flying airplanes per year. And life is amazing, right, Lee? That's right. This is the, this is the magic yeah, ticket. advertised. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, Scott, how long did it take you to hit the 1,500-hour mark? Um, probably around 1,500 hours, I would say, <laughs> give, or, give yeah. or take. Okay. Just because, you know, you're not, you're not going down to the second with the stopwatch. So, I, I would say it's, you know, probably give or take 1,500 hours is how long it would take. Okay. Gotcha. Jeff, have you? I honestly don't know. Have you hit the fifteen hundred hour mark yet? Or yes, I did. I hit it uh, last year. So that was eleven years of flying part time to get to it. Wow. Okay, congratulations. I'm, I'm never. That's a milestone. That's a real milestone. I am taking that in my what is it? Thirteen hours of multi engine. I'm going to the big leagues. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lee, when did you hit your? How long did it take you to hit yours? Um, I think I hit mine because I'm trying to think about when I did my ATP because I pretty much ran after my ATP about as soon as I had the time. Um, and I want to say it was probably around 2011 maybe. So okay. 11 years ago. All right. How how, how long into your how, – how long have you been flying? How long have I been flying was, at that time? Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Oh, sorry. I totally misunderstood you. Um, I understood it. Well – uh, well, I'm only I pre- half pre- I appreciate that, Jeff. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't hit it yet. <laughs> I haven't even hit 500 hours yet. I'm just shy of the 500-hour mark. But, well, um, all right, let's just read the reg to get that over with. Lee, how many what hours do you book, have? 7,000. 7,000. What? Oh, FAR 61.159 uh, aeronautical experience. This is for an airline transport pilot certificate. This is the magic 1500 hours. Uh, part A is except as provided in paragraphs B and C and D of this section, a person who is applying for an airline transport pilot certificate with an airplane category and class rating must have at least 1,500 hours of total time as a pilot. That includes at least one 500 hours cross-country time 
200 hours of night flight time, 350 hours of flight time in the class of airplane for the rating sought, and 475 hours of instrument flight time in actual or simulated conditions subject to a bunch of stuff we're not going to get into. Um, So yeah, go ahead. Big the hardest one like for me was to get the 500 hours of cross country time. That's a lot. Yeah, it, depending on what time, type of flying you're doing, that would take a while. Why do they require so much cross country time? I feel like that's kind of like not that yeah. complicated. Like most of it is just sitting in the seat waiting to get there. I think there is yeah. a a thought behind just like you know measuring flight. Qual- the, the experience of somebody by the hours it's kind of the same yeah how are what metric what other metric are you going to use you know you're assuming they've done more seen more gone to more airports see you know experience a wider you know range of uh runway conditions runway layouts yeah, suppose, instrument approach procedures not, you know they're not just how else are you going to qualify yeah yeah because yeah, we all know there's great 500 hour pilots and then there's crappy 5,000 hour pilots. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just, <laughs> how are you going to measure it? So, yeah. And I forgot the 100 hour nighttime, right? Is it was that in there, Rob? You read 100 hours of nighttime and 500 hours Correct. of cross country. Yes. 100 yeah, hours, 100 hours of night is hard too. What's that? I, Jeff? Yeah, I just hit 100. I just hit 100 hours of nighttime recently. So, and yeah, honestly, you know that. what? I hit like I hit those things and I pretty much quit. Like I don't like half the time we fly at night and I'm like, yeah, whatever. At point it was point two. Like why even write it down? So the only like the as far as our tracking, other than just pure hours, is instrument time, approaches, and night time. So you can keep track of night currency, night landings. But half the time I like I just I don't even I really quit really See, keeping track of the minutia. I've so, taken I've taken a, a issue with this in the past, Lee. I, I don't think you as a pilot have earned the right to do that. What do you mean? Having less than 10,000... Like, once you hit the 10,000 hour mark, yeah. then you can start being loosey-goosey. I, I feel like you need to be dead on with your logbooks until you hit that 10,000 hour mark. Then oh, you've man. earned the right to do that. I probably have 10,000 hours if I... Like, every time I go fly GA, I don't log it. I log jet yeah. time, tailwheel time, seaplane time, but I haven't done that in years. See, we'll never know because we'll never know. We won't pilot. No, exactly. Um, and then, and I want to go back to so, like, so I guess you asked me the question when I start flying or how long had I been flying by the time I got to fifteen hundred hours. That's very odd. That's a, that's a very hard question because I can, I have three kind of three different starting points that I could really pick from. In my opinion, I can start from when I first started flying lessons which my first logbook entry is 1994. I can start by when I got pretty serious about it. My first solo, I guess, is probably when you could really, really qualify being serious after I got my private. Okay, so maybe four times. First lesson, first solo, private pilot, or when I got my commercial. Because that's when I feel like up until you've got your commercial in hand, and I know this is very subjective, up until you have your commercial certificate in hand, there's no real, you haven't really defined a direction. There's a lot of private piles with instrument ratings out there. And once you go and you make that leap, not that it's not that much more money or anything like that, but just, you know, amongst like the, the four of us here, we I think, I think you guys should understand what I'm saying. You've made a decision. You've taken that fork in the road. You're going that direction. 
And now that is the first time, for the most part, that the commercial certificate rating, commercial certificate rating, commercial certificate where you have a 250-hour minimum, then the ATP is a 1,500-hour minimum. So you start having these minimum flight times that are substantially more than just your private pilot or your instrument rating. Does that make any sense? Yeah, you're it typically does. not doing that in a training environment. You're typically trying to get jobs to go after those hours at that point. Yeah, kind of, yeah, you have uh, your next steps in mind. It's not you're not just aimlessly wandering. I don't I guess I don't know if you're if you're agreeing with what I said or not. I don't know what what you're if you are or not. Well, no, you're saying that kind of then you have a, a goal. You know, you're going yeah, in a direction. Yeah, you picked other a direction. Just, okay. No. No, so, I get that. So I mean, I could I to to nail down how long I had been flying. So I think I did my commercial. I finished my commercial in hell, I don't know, 2007, 2007, I finished my commercial so I could start then. So from then, so that was before years if I start there. I did my, finished my private in 2005, I want to say. So. So you stopped caring 2007. What do you mean I stopped caring? Wait, I don't know. This is what kind of. When did you say you got your commercial? I want to say 2007. Because Rob and I went to CFI school 2008. Yeah, I graduated in 2007. I didn't even start working at Sandusky until... Some place out there. Yeah, some place over that way until... So, <laughs> so, so I guess uh, if you go back to the go back to the regs, right? Oh, it says 500 hours, 500 hours of cross-country time, right? Uh-huh. Why? And only 75 hours of instrument time. Don't uh-huh. you think instrument would be more important than cross-country? Because you're in a system... Mm-hmm. I mean, you're in a system with the cross country, but you know, cross country. So, yeah, I don't know. Just to me, it seems like if you had more instrument, instrument time to me would be more, would be better for this rating or for the ATP than cross country is. So, as far as being in the system, though, who's to say that's a, that's all about simulated or uh, actual instrument, not how many times you filed and flew instrument flight rules. So you could still be participating yeah. in the system and you exercising, could, doing all that stuff. You get 500 hours of cross-country time without being in the system. I mean, how many hours cross-country yeah. No, Scott Jeff's saying it'd be better to be in the system, in the system which I agree oh, with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For right, Jeff, that's... Commercial flying. Right, correct. So I, I guess so, you get up to that 1,500... I mean, so like me... Go ahead, go ahead. No, so to get up to that 1,500 hours, I guess... I don't want to say like junk time or quality time, but I mean, to me, there should be, you know, like if you're a private pilot and you just spent 15 hour, uh, hours of just, and now I'm qualified, but all it was was I was just flying VFR. Yeah, of course, you know, you got to get that 500 hours of cross country, 100 hours at nighttime, the 75 hours of instrument, but don't you think there's other things out there other jobs that would be better qualified for you and i guess maybe that comes out in the interview but you know just 15 hours of just flying around in a what if you just said you did 1500 hours of just flying in the pattern you know does that qualify you to be a you know a pilot for your atp here i had some interesting ideas i i always have interesting ideas and one of them years ago uh-huh. was Lee Lee and Scott probably remember me texting the group text about this years and years ago when I did my lesson in a uh, powered parachute the that was like had the lights and everything it was certified light sport had a tail number 
all the good stuff you could buy for $25,000. And it cost, <laughs> including overhaul, maintenance, gas, everything, cost less than $6 an hour to run. I thought, you know what? Based on 61.159er, I could This I could is the do junk time a, I'm talking about. I could do a lot of <laughs> a lot of this towards the ATP in my power parachute. Yep. Uh, I could yep. knock out I could get 1500 hours in my power parachute. I could get my 500 hours across country time in my powered parachute. Yeah, till the this wind on one up. cross country. Yeah, till the wind yeah, this, picks up and yeah. blows you halfway across the state. Well, you can go 50 yeah, miles more, backwards, more, too. That's the yeah, more yeah. cross-country. Right. You get the, um, this this particular powered parachute operation was, um, if, I, if I got it, i do it at the private pilot level, and this was at navigation lights and a tail number, so you could fly it at night, so I could get the 100 hours of night flight time. All I would have to get is the 50 hours of twin time, and then the 75 hours of IFR. And then on top of the the powered parachute time, and I could I could sit for all the uh, airplane multi engine ATP stuff, couldn't I? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like Jeff said, though, this is all the junk time <laughs> that he's talking about. Now, might you get some stick and rudder skills? Like, I don't know how to fly. I don't. I have no idea the mechanics how to fly one of those. I like to me, I don't really care, but. Could it gain you some some leg up in a different skill set? Yeah, of course it could. But by and Probably large, not. when you go get in that simulator no. for your first <laughs> type rating at a real job, you know, I don't no, know if that worth, time's going to do you any it would good. Just, it would just be, I've, I still plan on getting my ATP someday. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't plan on ever using the ATP, though. So I'm, I was just looking at an affordable solution to rack yeah. up some time. You could do that. I mean, you could definitely knock out a chunk, but you're going to have to probably put a fair amount of time in in the glass panel if in all that stuff to really. What? I mean, I guess depends on what you're doing the ATP in, I guess. But what did that thing cruise at? Thirty uh, five, probably, roughly around there. Yeah, Thirty five really? knots ish, I think. Yeah. You know, honestly, that's how I really kind of got into uh, flying. Is I saw I was going to actually buy one. I saw one flying around. I was sitting outside the fire station, and one was flying over the lakeshore. I was like, dude, that looks really awesome. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, somebody got in the whole private pilot stuff there. But yeah, actually, I was going to do the parachute route. But now that's interesting to get the 1,500 hours. I mean, yes, I did say that to me as junk time. But that being said, it's also a, a cheap way to do it. And I guess maybe when we go in an interview and you explain that, they might be intrigued. Hey, here's this guy who was flying around in a, a powered parachute, and now he wants to do this. And like Lee said, I think but when it comes down the system. to I didn't cheat the Did system. He, it says he didn't cheat the system. It's they're going to look at like? What are they going to look at it like? Are they going to ask Adventure. you what you got it in? Let's say you got it. Well, typically be in those interviews, log. they're looking at your total times. They're going to look gonna at look through your logbook. Probably not. Airplane. Yeah, they will. They nah. look through my logbook for, for your ATP uh, certificate. Yeah, they banner will. Banner toe who, who, operation. Who Who's going to look through it? The DPE. The interviewer oh, okay. for the job. Oh, if you're looking, yeah. Well, I'm still hung up on trying to get the ATP. But yeah, yeah. if you're going the interviewer no, for the job. I was talking about the yeah. interviewer for the job. Now, you need to work yeah. for a different company then. If they're going to bother to look yeah. for stuff like that, you're at the wrong place. But the, D, the DPE's <laughs> just, he's not going to do anything. He's just going to say, oh, you got it in this. He doesn't, you, right. you yeah. met the requirement. Yeah. It's the, Okay. 
So yes, you're right. He won't care so much because you meet the regulations. You're you're qualified right. on paper to be there sitting in front of him. It's up to you whether you pass the, the check ride. When you're looking at getting a job, you don't typically go do a simulator check ride to see if you're good at flying. They're looking more, they're looking at you and like standalone. We can train you to fly. We need, you know, how's your personality? What's your knowledge content? Like all those sorts of things. Will you mesh with our culture? Do you have the right attitude? All those sorts of things. They'll comb through your logbook. And an interviewer at a company, it's kind of a pilot's market right now. So maybe this is maybe this doesn't matter. But you got to think there's a, a person who is combing through your logbook thinking, man, I spent $200,000 to get these same hours and you spent twenty grand. You know what I mean? You're going to have that. Yeah. Like, like who, who are you that you like? Yes. Is it legal to do it? Yes. You have your ATP. I, I feel like it might be hard to, but it's talking points. If you can talk your way through it. I feel like if you have an a- the ATP card in your wallet now these days with the power shortage, you can probably, you'll probably overlook some stuff. Yeah. Until the recession hits. Yeah. Like, whatever. Well, yeah, it's yeah. so cyclical, but like as of this recording, Maybe yeah. not by the time it's released, but as exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. In two it's weeks a, from now, yeah. it's a pilot's market. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I I would just personally worry about how that would be perceived when I am sitting across the table at an interview. Oh yeah, I would say it's none of your business. Get out of my logbook. So, R- Rob, you brought up that if you had your ATP card and you got it with this fifteen hundred hours. That's going to get you in the door. So I did a little bit of research here, okay? Not going to name the com- the companies, but this is to fly, if you want to fly a caravan, okay? And this is for flying cargo. You're going to need 1,200 hours total time. Wait a minute. Maybe this was the one. No, let me go to the Saab 340B. You're going to need um, 100 multi and 250 turbine time. So you're not going to be able to get that in your powered parachute. So that's where they're going to get you at that. Now, the caravan job, yeah, you could use that. And I'm sure some stuff I know about this company, I'm sure they would take you anyway with your pair, part parachute. <laughs> but with their um, for their Saab 340B for a first officer, it's 2,000 hours, 100 hours multi, and 250 turbine. Okay. Now let me go to another kind of wow. company. I don't know. I don't know too much about this one. Uh, this is for a citation. You're going to need 3,000 fixed wing, 1,500 that PIC, 1,000 multi-engine, 150 PS or PIC instrument, and 150 hours in the last year. So you could do that with your powered parachute. And that's to fly a, a citation as a captain. So oh, that's your well, only downfall. Yeah, I wasn't that's, looking for That's your downfall. I wasn't gunning for a captain's position. And B, I didn't say it'd be a good job. I just said it'd probably get you in the door somewhere, get some real flight time. <laughs> I think the caravan one, you're definitely but in. where is that? I don't know. Where is it? That, I, that... I couldn't get into Tropic Ooh. Ocean Airways. So I In that know. caravan, there's I'm no other there. minimums other than 1,200 total time? Mm, let me look. That's the FA um, minimum because that's I. That's the minimum for IFR is 1,200 hours. Sure. It's going to be a commercial, your instrument, uh, multi-engine, uh, previous part 135. Um, yeah, everything else is the mm-hmm. same. 100-hour nighttime, 500 cross-country. Yeah, so everything's the same there. 
And so I got ATP in, minimums other than the 1200 hours. So when I had my 1200 hours, I actually applied at that company and I got hired. So I never took the job though. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's good. Your life expectancy went up dramatically. I have, I've gotten pilot jobs and not done them. I had a friend that got there and he did all of his training with them and they, he got no pay. So it was kind of sketchy. And then even when he got his uh, check right yeah. done, they still didn't pay him. So he finally said, see ya. What is this place? We're not um, going to name names. Name, Where are they located yes. roughly? Well, this, they're in Ohio. Ohio. I've yes. got flytropic.com slash careers up here. Okay, and, yeah. Well, uh, I okay. can't read that. So what does that say? Hold on. Let me try to. It's blacked out on here. Well, I mean, I had it blown up. I minimized it because the quality isn't high enough for me to read it. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, well, I guess second I can in, zoom in. Second in command, to. which is what I'd be worried about because there's no way no one, well, and anyone's and, doing a captain for me. And let's go in that just, way anyways because that's where somebody would likely start anyhow. So that's super realistic no matter I, what. I, I was just tell them that I have, a lot of, I have a lot of personal stuff in my logbook and I don't really want you looking through it. <laughs> yeah it's very like, personal to me yeah <laughs> like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in there that I don't really want you to see so it's my personal logbook and okay so second in command for, for Tropic Ocean Airways jugs? <laughs> yeah <laughs> 250 hours total right. flight time so that's commercial minimum yep so uh, FA Everything commercial, commercial airplane single engine land uh-huh. instrument rating Yep. FA commercial uh, airplane single engine C, mm -hmm. which I have everything so far. Mm -hmm. FA high performance and complex endorsements. I got mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. FCC radio operator permit. Would you sure have that. your high performance in, Rob? Uh, I forget what it was. It was just, it was right on the cusp. It was, um, I guess, was Arrow, I think. Arrow wouldn't be it. Oh, did you do okay. down at Tiffin? I don't know. Well, I got, I got 182 time. There you go. Okay, that's as long as somebody signed you off in it, gave the endorsement. Okay, I, yeah, okay. I know the I know both endorsements are in my logbook. Okay, for great. the high performance and complex. Great. Uh, FCC radio operator permit mm -hmm. uh, and a second class medical certificate. Mm, great. Um, I think my second class has expired at the moment, um, and I'm pretty sure I have the radio operator permit. But if I don't, you can do that I in like 20 minutes online. I, for, yeah, I think that's right. is that for five years or does it not expire? The radio. I don't think it expires. I haven't renewed mine. Yeah, sure yeah. Anyway, why do you have to have that? FCC. Yeah, to talk on the radio. Yeah, FCC regulates all the frequencies and all that crap. So, yeah. Hmm. Yelling so, profanity on a frequency is like against the law and shit. So, I know we needed to go to Canada. Minimums for second not Canada, but Alaska. To get into yeah, I don't remember what the thing is. I think there's something with Canada. Yeah, I don't really remember, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the PIC minimum. So, that's showing the same minimums as the other company, Jeff. Well, coincidentally, they're both flying caravans. But I think there's a, probably a very large difference in the... Now, these are minimums, too. This this is the minimum. You know what I'm saying? So, like, so they're basically describing, other than the total time, all of those are the um, uh, ATP minimums, other than the total time. So 1200 hours, that's the, that is the part 135 minimum flight time for IFR operations. 
And then all the other ones, 500 hours cross country, 100 hours a night, 75 hours instrument time, 100 hours of float time. Well, 100 hours of float time, but 75 hours instrument. That's all ATP regulations, minimums. Um, but the 12, other than the 1200, that's, that's 135. Probably insurance. So, what's that? The 1200? Is that insurance no, that's or a, not? No, I, I, that's the first thing I said is that the 135 IFR minimum is 1200 hours. Okay. So maybe insurance plays a part in there, but these are the minimum. So this allows you, makes you okay to turn in a, to even be in the pile of applications that even stay on the desk and not in the trash. That's all that this accomplishes, in my opinion. Okay. So you're going to need um, to be somewhere well beyond that to be competitive, you know? Yeah. I couldn't even get an interview. I had Kermit Crew and Josh Maddox trying to get me. We, walk my we resume know. in. We've all heard the story. Yeah, yeah. We've all we've all heard it. We don't know what happened <laughs> they, there. They must, I didn't even uh, get a phone call. Why don't you try again? Now maybe they need. They probably have a pilot shortage now. Try again, Rob. We want to get Rob, you do the it. owner, on the show. You should do anybody, it. Regardless, if anybody in the ethos out there, say if you can't give me an interview, let me let, or if you can't give me an interview, let me give you yeah. an interview. That's We're going to interview Rob. Yeah. Even if, if Rob's busy, we'll just we'll take anybody at the company. If anybody at Tropic wants anybody. Anybody. Yeah. Uh, even like a contact. Even like a bag handler. Don't email Scott. Yeah, bag handler. Me. Let's get him yeah. in. Let's get a bag yeah. handler yeah. in. Yeah. I want to I want line service guy. How many hours do you have in a caravan? How many hours of float time do you have, sir? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um anyway. Or baby powder blue tuxedo too when you do it. What? Do it up. Do it yeah. up. Yeah, well, okay. Let's see if we We're can get you an interview, Rob. This would be fun. Yeah. It a would tuxedo be fun. with a top hat. I'm what? in a walking stick. Should we get a when walking was, stick as well? When when was oh, it when you so. applied there? Uh, it was 2018. So how many yeah. years ago? It was ago a was long that? time ago. Some, There's been like a pilot shortage. There's been a pilot shortage since then. Like maybe you might have <laughs> better better luck now. <laughs> that was in the peak of the pilot shortage, then the pandemic, and now we're back into a pilot yeah. shortage again. Right. And then we'll be in a recession. So you better get yeah, in you now. Better, you better get in now. All right. Actually, they'll Somebody, be one of the first people laid off, though. That's the problem with that. That's yeah. all right. Um, At least then you can claim unemployment, though. Right. I can do this full time then. Get the show. Maybe we'll have some show notes on shows once in a while. Um, yeah. Anyway, you bum, Jeff. You um, you had yes. a direction and kind of came up with the idea. Have we even remotely? Got this as we come up to the half hour mark. Remotely <laughs> covered what you were thinking we might cover over this topic. Well, yeah, partly. I mean, we were talking about like garbage, garbage time, which maybe we're thinking the. I'm, I'm rethinking your version of it because to me that might be a step in during your interview process with a company. They're like, man, this guy went out in a parachute. He did the fifteen hundred hours. He knows how to save money. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. so I don't know, maybe I'm thinking, maybe they are. No, but anyway, I was thinking like, you know, what jobs, you know, should there be different? I mean, should there just be a number? Should there, should it be quality time? I guess, you know, there's just a number, you know, mm -hmm. when they came up with this 1500 hours, yeah. it was based on a crash and they're like, well, we're just going to make it 1500 hours. But they didn't say, hey, let's look at this. Is it just someone flying around the pattern or do we want to qualify this and say, listen, we you know, we want this in a complex plane or we want this high performance plane. You know, it's just, there's really no guidance other than 1500 hours. Yeah. What would you, what do you think is kind of an appropriate way to gauge 
What would you do? I, Wave magic wand. You're the one in the Senate after that, after the Colgan crash. You're making rules. What do you think would be a better way to? I mean, I know you just listed complex time and stuff like that, high performance, but you know, honestly, um, fifty hours. No, no, not even that. So, Lee, when you do your training, and how many times you got to go? Like what? Every six months. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And what plane are you flying during this training? A sim. Exactly. A sim. Simulator. Right. A simulator. Okay. So if for an okay. ATP, why uh-huh. why wouldn't it be a full motion simulator? You know, instead of saying we're going to make it, isn't that what they're doing in APT, CTP, CBT, whatever it is now? Yeah, CBD? but if I want to no, get, the, if I want to show up with my, if is I want to show up with my, yeah, CBD. If I want to show up with my fifteen hundred dollars, you can get that stuff at the gas station. <laughs> you don't even need to do anything for that. No hours required. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. If we didn't okay, derail so, your thought, well, you sorry, were saying Jenna. something actually sorry. entirely. No, okay. I, I, I'm a, I think they should just go back to like before the FAA existed. It's like the company can decide on its own if this guy's qualified or not. I don't need the government telling me, <laughs> telling companies when when they can and can't hire somebody. I think there's merit to that, but there's also, I think there's some underlying structure too yeah but know. then you get some I company that's trying at, to Scott. save money so what do you do Scott well, when you get some the, company yeah. that's like I'm going to save money and we're just going to hire this guy here because he'll do it for a, do- a dollar an hour because he loves flying but he's an idiot yeah. yeah. no he'll pay Scott, you, okay, you Scott maybe, you, you would start an island airline Boris airline <laughs> yeah, out of Huron yeah, airport go right fly now. the islands and you'd, throw, you'd solo bud after 10 hours and then have him go do the flights. Right. And I'd save tons of money and we could have island flights for super cheap and some people <laughs> might die, but everybody else would save a lot of money. Okay. And exactly right with the governments involved. Oh. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Un- I mean, unfortunately, but yeah, there's always charter operators that are, you know, trying to undercut and do it as cheaply as possible. And the traveling public, unfortunately, even if they have a fair amount of money, they most time just, Look at, I, I'm getting from point A, theoretically, getting from point A to point B, this one's cheaper. I'm going to go with them. Oh, yeah. The Spirit. weather's great and everything lines Every, up. Everybody yeah. knows Everybody knows Spirit is absolutely awful, but you still book them because they're cheaper. Yes, exactly. Yes. But what if Spirit be, was yeah. losing airliners left and right? Just because. Uh, you know, I mean, if I was flying by myself, I'd still book it. Yeah. Maybe not with the family. Not with the Maybe family, with- but. It depends on the ratio. Are they losing like one a year? Are they use Are they losing like one airliner every every three thousand flights? Because that's still well, pretty good odds. Like you're probably going to be fine. They do have the incentive of the airliner cost to like try to make sure it doesn't happen that right, often. Right, right. They don't want to buy airliners and pay uh, increased insurance premiums. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, insurance yeah. too. Well, why have yeah. insurance? Eventually, if it gets too expensive, just don't do it. Well, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Or just so, declare bankruptcy and see how much money you can siphon out of the company before you. This is. And repackage <laughs> it into a new company. And repackage yeah. it into a new company with a different name, <laughs> and just start over again. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you don't exactly. You don't need the government involved at all. <laughs> we, okay. we got so, this. 
We got Jeff, this, boys. <laughs> you had an idea in your head when you said right. junk time. Right. What, so and I I did a I did an extreme example. What would be like a more common route people would take? I've got a I've got a couple ideas, but I'll I'll see if they're different from yours. Of like what's an actual common route that may not be the best. So like you said you wanted so let's I mean, I don't personally know people that do this, but let's say you wanted to do it cheap. Now you just brought up about the the powered parachute and that's cheaper than if someone went out and bought a 152 and they just went, they flew 1500 hours, you know what I'm saying? To get to that time. I mean, the majority of the people, they go ahead, they get their commercial, they get their instrument and they become an instructor. And I'm not saying that's a cheap way because when you're an instructor, you're, you're always learning and you're always redoing stuff and, and things like that. But the person I would be talking about is if someone bought their own plane and they just got the 15 hours, how does that qualify them to be an airline pilot? And why is it 1,500 hours when Lee does his training? He's not doing it in a real plane. It's in a simulator. So why not say that that magic 1,500 hours, you can't do 1,500 hours in a simulator and get your 1,500 hours, can you, Lee? What's the amount? I think it's... Uh, what's the amount you can count towards I it? I think in a, in a full motion sim... You probably can. Yeah. For what? Anything. You could probably do all of your flying. I don't know for sure, and I'm sure somebody in the chat or somewhere somebody knows, they're like, you're an idiot. But well, f- I don't think there's any real limitation on one of those high-category simulators. Well, for um, the, I think it's, I think it's the 50. ATP, it's 25 hours. I thought it was either 25 or 50 I read in here when I was Well, go to, go to number four, and then it's uh, the third... It's number two. It says maximum 50 hours of training in a full flight simulator. Maybe credit towards, yep. inst- that's your instrument time. But then if you, go instrument. To number th- if you go to number three for your 50 hours of flight time, it's 25 hours as a maximum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, you well, can't, you can't. make sense. You can't do it all in the sim. You can do a little bit in the sim and have it yeah. count. But as for the 1500, I think the 1500 mark, um, whether it was intended this way or not, is just kind of a, you don't have relatively newbies flying airliners with an ATP. Yeah, uh, so you can be a rel- you you can rel- you can you be a relative newbie pilot and get 250 hours and get your commercial and you're still kind of a newbie. Once you're at the 1500 hour mark, even regardless of what you're flying, you're not newbie to to flying. You're probably a newbie to whatever you're trying to get into with your ATP, but you're not a newbie pilot by that point. So, so I guess I guess the question would be, since Lee's the only one that's an ATP here, do you feel that if someone's flying around in a Cessna 172 or a Piper Cherokee 181 and they get 1,500 hours, that should qualify them for an ATP? Assuming you all think the it's other a- like minimums were met, of course. I mean, compared to someone that goes out there and they fly maybe, I don't know, cargo or they fly the islands or they fly um, like towing, you know, something like that. Something where you're being challenged, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, that's exactly what I was just going to say is is being you. That's a better word is challenged. Yeah, somewhere where yeah, the cha- envelope is it. being pushed consistently. No, challenge is a great one, you know, because you, there's an expectation 
there are obviously company minimums for, you know, an FAA minimums when the weather is too bad for you to go fly. And, and, but as far as like the wind and all those sorts of things, a lot of aeronautical decision making is kind of involved. And it's just part of the job. And you're most of the time expected to just go do it, make it happen uh, as long as you're legal. And I think that's, that's good. And I think a lot of that same experience, although not the same as like flying the islands where you're getting a lot of cycles where you're getting 30 landings in a day under like really crappy conditions. But you know, you go do the crop dusting, the banner towing, like boring holes in the sky with uh, aerial survey or something and just racking up hours. I don't think that's quality time. Like you said, flying the islands, something like that, where there's an expectation um, of productivity out of you under some type of commercial operation. Uh, I think that's super valuable. And I think checks a lot of the boxes um, that an employer would want to see. I guess it, I'm trying to, I'm trying to isolate the different, like there's layers to it. I see it because we're talking about, okay, the DP will see one thing and th all they care about is that you have the minimum. You have the FA allowed minimum. Then I think about the, the an interviewer and they just kind of have to like you and okay. Yeah. Your logbooks check out and they have to like you. Right. And you have to, do well on the actual, the, the, the technical portion of the interview and the HR portion of the interview. But then you got to get through like training in that airplane. So there's several gates that you kind of have to get through with this magical 1500. It doesn't just give you keys to the castle. So I think like when I, when I'm, and I'm trying to, to, to delineate those few things that are all kind of happening I'm pretending they're happening kind of simultaneously or all in one sitting. You're going to get your 1500 hours. You're going to get your ATP. Then you're going to go sit in front of an HR or in a technical interview. And then you have SIM training all like back, back to back. And I think the, the backstop being the actual training for your, that type rating or whatever the case may be, I think is kind of the safeguard backstop. Right? So I can say that 172 time, just doing being a flight instructor, just doing private pilot certificates. Maybe that's not good quality time, but if they can go produce in the simulator and get their type rating or in the actual airplane, if it's like a 208 or a King air or something, who am I to say? Right. Does that so somewhat. No, no. So like, I think I had, before I started flying the islands, I think I had like 1200 hours. I don't, I don't know offhand. So let's say out of that, probably 800 of it, was instructing and mm -hmm. then but i'm a completely different pilot now that i've flown the islands because i was challenged i was really never challenged as an instructor right and or even and i i mean i flew to alaskan back in a, a cherokee 180 and yeah that was a lot of planning and it was fun and it was hard but it was nothing compared to flying the islands so like you said someone did you do that for survey, fun or were you like delivering an airplane for somebody Nope, I turned 50, the plane was 50 years old, and it was just kind of like a bucket list thing. So yeah. we planned it. We it's took like, time. I don't know, th six months planning it, and then we went ahead and we flew it. You know, like that was something that I could use in an interview and say, well, I've, I've flown that, you know, and this is what I did, you know, and it, it would help me with interview. But like you brought up a good point. Someone could go up there and do, be doing survey, and I've seen them fly into the airport, and that's all they're doing. They're just flying a route. And not really putting any, I don't know, is there any really thought into it? You know, is it on autopilot? Well, they have their, they have their very 
company specific metrics they need to meet and, and criteria for it to not be junk uh, footage. So there's an element there of, you know, specificity and I, that's important, but it's that, that is not indicative of most where they're trying to get to that job. There is its own little thing. And, and that can be said of banner towing, crop dusting, Island flying, you name it. They all have their, their applicable things that are skill building. And then they have other things that are just like, whatever, like that's not going to help you go fly a 737. That's not going to help you, whatever, advance your career into the King air, a jet, a regional jet, an airliner, going transatlantic it's not going to help you do that there's some very small things of each of those that will probably all help but well here's another question i do you think like someone would be disadvantaged if they want to become atp going to part 61 compared to part 141 where it may be structured towards you know an atp i think so i had a very difficult time Probably period for the most part. My first type rating was pretty much, I can't believe I passed in every single maneuver or landing or everything that we did. It was diff- It was my first jet. Never flown. I'd never flown a turboprop at that point. So I go from piston aircraft with minimal multi, well, not minimal. I think I had 500 hours of multi time. So I guess not minimal, but, um, VFR flying the islands, you know, and the Islander and stuff, um, the Apache and did my ATP in a Navajo. But so I go get from a piston airplane, the fastest of which did 180 knots into a jet, a transport category regional jet. It destroyed me. It ate my lunch. Like no, no doubt about it. It was terrible. It was a terrible experience for me and it was difficult. And it really made me question my every single ability of mine as a pilot, everything I knew, everything I understood or thought was true. And, um, it was not easy for me. So I think for now, and that's my 61 background and some other kind of just me personally, the way I am. And some of those, how many hours did you have at that point? Um, maybe, uh, 2,500 to 3,000 hours, probably. Yeah. So was, not low time. What was not the, low time. What was the big difference? Just the way the, just the way it handled? Or just, um, I was not a strong instrument pilot. I was a very weak instrument pilot. Let me rephrase. I was a very weak instrument pilot. Um, I was probably a very weak multi-engine pilot. I have good stick and rudder skills, I would say, but I was a very weak multi-engine pilot as far as the um, uh, structure, the structured nature uh, that 141, to answer Jeff's question, that the 141 would have given me. It would have given me big picture stuff like, okay, yeah, this airplane is this, but big picture, this is what most airplanes are. I'd like to think that 141 would give me that structure. Um, but you know, you start doing multi, um, I, I didn't use, I hadn't, I had very little experience with an autopilot, the flight director. It was not just learning a jet. It was learning FMS flight director, autopilot V1 cut is just so many things and a new company on top of it. So So how'd you get hired? Pilot shortage? 
I'm pretty much exactly, exactly like a bunch of other idiots are getting. Yeah. Now, theoretically, they if you're not good enough, you wash out in training. Maybe that should have been me, but I passed my first check ride. I didn't, you know, I didn't fail the check ride because you that I could have failed and it would have gave me a couple more sims, and then let me retake the check ride. Yeah, probably I think three times I passed on the first try. But I wasn't happy about my performance. It was it was work, you know. I had to work a lot. Yeah, I had a sim partner, and it was his second type rating and his his second one twenty one. So I I was very fortunate in that regard to have him. But it was uh, it was not easy for me. The second type rating dramatically easier. Third one even easier. The fourth one, it's like this is just another day. Seriously. I used to have terrible what I what I what we call simitis, just that feeling getting in the simulator. Your nerves are jittery. It's like oh, I'm about to do all you know V1 cuts and all these steep turns and whatever, and just all the jitters and the the anxiety about it. And like I don't even get any of that anymore. And it's so, just it's gotten easier yeah, what as time I, is going on. But so early in the podcast, I brought up that I thought that IFR time should be more than cross country time. And you said one of the hardest things where you were a weaker IFR pilot. Mm-hmm. See, so to me, I think being in a system, I think the IFR is more important than the cross-country time. But you did bring up a good point about the cross-country. Yeah, you get to see various, you know, airports and various, you know, and if you're flying cross-country, a lot of times maybe you are flying IFR. But to me, I just think instruments Probably. more, to me, I think the instrument should be more than the 75 hours it required. I would, I would, I fully agree with that. It's just there, there's, there's a, there's an element there where, so like you get your instrument rating and you realize quickly how much easier it is. You just file it and then ATC, you can't bust class Bravo. You can't bust class Charlie anymore. You know what I mean? So there's an element of just kind of, yeah, they might take you around. They may vector you weird and add some time to your flight, which costs you money. But you're not going to violate anything. You can kind of just enjoy flying. And if it's a VMC day, you know, it, it's it's a lot easier for you. So, so I so would gonna, assume a lot of the 500 hours is pro, for a lot of these guys, myself included, probably happened on an IFR flight plan. If so you I'm run gonna, into IMC, yeah, you log it. But did so you run here's into IMC? Here, I'm going to bring up a lease story. This could be a lease Jeff student story. And it has okay. to be do because you said you were weak at IFR. I distinctly remember when we were going to Bowling Green, they were trying to get you to file IFR because I think they wanted you to practice it, and you were like so dead against it, you did not want to do it. It was like mm-hmm. a, a clear day out, but they wanted you to do it. And I think this all leads back to you being weak at IFR for your training. I think you know what I'm saying. It was during our train. It was during my mm-hmm. training for private pilot. Mm-hmm. They wanted you to do it, and you were like dead against it. You were. I remember that day. You were like, "No, I don't want to do it. You don't want to file it." What air? Do you remember what airplane was that for your check ride? Or yeah, it's for it was for we're going down for the check ride. What, it might have been. What airplane it might have been did for you my, use it for must your have, check ride? It must have been for my. You know, I take it back. It must have been for my instrument. We're still going out of, out of Sandusky. Okay. But they wanted, I definitely remember them saying. What airplane was it in, though? Oh, that was like oh. 11 years ago. Okay, so if it was the airplane for your private, that airplane wasn't IFR certified. No, that's what I'm saying. Was, had it had to be for my. 
No, it had been for my instrument. Okay. In that case, yeah, that was me being a pussy. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to go do that. By the archer. It would have been, I think it was that 4135 pop, right? It, or uh, 10 Zulu at the time, 9110 Zulu, 405 Sierra now. I remember they repainted it. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. I don't, I, I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't I don't remember. But I mean, no, that would be I, I remember them wanting me to on a you know, a day where the oral is scheduled before the check ride and um it was forecasted the council was like, let's go get the oral started. So fly over here, shoot the VOR, you know, into Wood County. Like now I think about that as like, why didn't I do that? But like obviously at the time my feelings were like Hell no, I'm not doing that, you know. But yeah. Well, you can't do it now. That would be terrifying. There is right now. That'd be that'd just be terrifying. Well, yeah. I mean, you'd like to think that I would have had a little bit more, you know, having a double eye and things like that that I wouldn't have. But like again, it was no that I mean that's so weird to me, because for your double eye. Cause man, I went, I mean, I don't know. I'm with you. I, no, I believe. I believe. I totally believe you. I'm just trying to think because, man, I remember doing hours straight of of just IMC. Like it was 200 yeah. overcast at Toledo, and we flew all around. We did all like all the check rides up, everything. All of it was like IMC. I remember. I remember doing that, but I don't know why on that particular with Jeff. No, with was, other, with other people. Okay. I don't know. That, and all those have the 430. That. It's almost idiot proof. Exactly. But I'm an idiot, so. Or I'm less than, or oh, worse than oh, an idiot. Oh, no. 430 would not, if I was going to do instrument stuff, I'd need at least three G1000s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Probably I wish two, we knew G2, more about 2000s. when that was, I Jeff. Just, I'm just waiting for the full autopilot that just does everything. It's yeah. probably 2011. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's right in there. So I wonder, I wonder why I'm really wondering why, because I got, I got a lot. I thought at the time, or at least if I like kind of think about it from now, I feel like I was a lot more cavalier back then. And I would have done things that I wouldn't do now. Obviously now I have knowledge and skills that would allow me to, you know, make me do certain things that I wouldn't have done then. But that just seems, that seems Weird to me if it was in one of those airplanes where I had the the 430 at least for some situational awareness and stuff. That's so weird I, to me. Hmm. I don't know. Go ahead, Rob. What were you going to say? I was just going to, before we wrap it up, as far as bad pilot time, I remember um, at, at the company we're all referencing at the old Sandusky Airport, Buffington used to fly there. He's not even a pilot anymore. I don't, I don't believe, but mm-hmm. he... I've heard him make the comment, I remember once or twice, of like banner towing is a scar on your logbook. You think what? that would be not good time to to get your ATP? I know some some people who were at the banner company I was with shortly were trying to basically they're towing until they hit their got that bulk of that time and obviously get the you're not getting cross country time, you're not getting night time, you're not getting IFR time. But you are getting the fifteen hundred hours towing banner. Is that is that junk time? Would that be considered junk time for a lot of different stuff? Uh, 
I think just, yeah, maybe because you're just flying in circles. I mean, yeah, there's that part where you got to grab it and then you got to drop it. And then, like you said, you were at like, what were we at, like a super slow speed when you were doing it? Yes, yeah, airspeed would, I I remember being 500 feet off of South Beach, like off of the beach in Miami. And like the airspeed indicator was reading zero. Yeah. Just ah. pretty unnerving. Airspeed I mean, was reading zero. It... I feel like you'd have to have some airspeed, obviously, to stay in the air. Your the indicator must be yeah, you do, off. but you no, get your, an angle. Your ground the, your ground speed could be zero. Your ground speed could be well, zero, no, the, but your airspeed you'd have your, to it'd have to be indicated something. could be instrument the error, indi- position it, error, well, indicated, yeah. yeah. You get you get in positions and it, there's some places you could get the planes in under under tow that you weren't getting any airflow the way Lee, the GO2 that wants it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But anyway, that's not the point. The, the, but the banner tow, I remember Buffington always said, oh, that's a scar in your log. I'd never allow that. If I did that, I wouldn't log it. That's well, it he also, I, I, around then, had just lost a friend he went to school with towing banners. Okay, I wasn't... Okay, that makes sense. I wasn't aware of that then, and I just made the connection just now when you said that. Yeah. Because Yeah, yeah there was a jet. tough time for all those guys. Yeah, Jack Cochran, I remember telling about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I see their perspective, but, I mean, I have, mostly, I suppose, because of, well, I mean, Banner Toys had always been around Sandusky, but I I, probably more after you had done it did I have more appreciation for the skills involved to do it. But what an interviewer would, and that's their job, right? And, and I don't know, I would have to go for a little ride along to really see what would actually translate. Or, and of course, it's my own humble opinion, what would translate. I don't know shit. But there's a segment of it that would translate and turn into stick and rudder skills and airmanship and aeronautical decision making, of course. But how much of that translates to flying a Saab 340 or the regional jet or the King Air? You know what I mean? And that's no, what an nothing. interviewer. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it's not nothing. I'm sure it's not nothing, but it's not yeah, the same sure as being, nothing. but being IMC at 200 knots, 250 knots, 300 knots, IMC with the radar on dodging thunderstorm cells, running anti-ice boots or whatever, or some anti-ice system, that is a totally different skill set. And that's, I think, valuable to them. And you've, you've gained how did you gain those hours doing? How did somebody gain those hours, part of their fifteen hundred hours doing that, and you gained that same amount of your fifteen hundred flying banners? Who is a better hire? Theoretically, it's the guy who somehow went and did something more reflective of the job they're pursuing. The guy that flew in the parasail. The guy, yeah, yeah, powered parachute naturally. Yeah, naturally. That's, at least that's a good story. I, I wonder if anyone's ever done that gotten the bulk of their flying time for you go ATP be the first via power parachute or one of our listeners I'm, yeah you go be the first yeah yeah uh, yeah or it's one of the a, listeners. Uh, let, us let us know, know how, how it goes. works hey it's talking points hey part of it they're hiring on personality they can train you to fly for the most part unless you got issues like me but they can train you to fly <laughs> for the most part it personality is what they're looking for technical knowledge and personality well, then Scott yeah. should be an ATP pilot. That, mm-hmm. Well, right. Oh, they'd hire me. In a, they'd Honorary. hire me in a second. Yeah. Honorary. They'd hire yep. me. They'd hire me. As I think we walked in with hired? 
bring the Anywhere. peacock in. You're you're golden. Get I get hired at uh, American Airlines right now if I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, let's go in there. You have to wear your tell wear American flag T-shirt. Tell them what's up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've always been thinking about a mascot for Pilot Ground. Um, it, I'm feeling. I'm leaning towards the peacock. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I'm see what, I don't know if we have. A I'm sure. It I'm seems see like what it's going care. that direction. No, the only problem I have with the peacock is I feel like it's too associated with NBC and on. Oh, oh, gotcha. No, Sorry. no. It's we can we can make the colors different and stuff. Yeah. It'll be more more literal. The bird. It'll be more bird like. You know, yeah. you the mean birds that never fly. Everybody calls Whoa. NBC and on the the peacock network. Okay, you know, I never heard that. Never heard that. I have Peacock stuff streaming service. The, yeah, oh, they actually their, their streaming service is actually called Peacock. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did nobody watch? Pilot, was nobody on Pilot Ground last night? Had a whole conversation uh, about this. Barb, uh, Tyler, and Jared. I, I get on and there and some I, others I have, shut down my phone, and then I couldn't. The, the server went down, I, I think, when I, I was at oh, work right before okay. I got on the stream. I log okay. on there and I have too many notifications and I just log back off. Because I yeah, can't. I was getting like I can't. 13 notifications a minute. And then it's like, per... I can I can respond to one notification, but then it's like, then. Okay, I can't we respond are a to all of them, so. and a half out from shutting this down. Because I have a timer off. now that keeps it to an hour. Because we you got to pay attention to the timer. We're running the, out of time here. You're speaking the truth, here. Scott. I, 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 know. I know. About yeah, banner he's cutting me off because I'm speaking the truth. You, I, I hear what he's you cut, I, I know what he's doing. You cut, you cut, <laughs> thanks, Joe Biden. Right, yeah. You cut me <laughs> off, Scott. Yeah. I had a... I had a Poignant point about banner towing skill is this, of what it is does. This and now we I'm gotta sorry. go. I'm sorry. We gotta oh, go. Yeah. Censored. <laughs> oh. Oh. We have fact check. Fact check. We're not true. We're trying. <laughs> we're trying to keep these I'm precisely one yeah. hour. All right. <laughs> oh, so we're gonna wrap up the mic. You dropped the, dropped the mic. We are gonna wrap this up. The, don't you don't drop it. That's <laughs> we don't have the we don't have the budget for that yet. Oh man, um, you're, you're, you're stressing Rob out now. You should do it. You should do it again. You should do it again. This is my last. This is my last time on here. Rob's gonna kick me off. We are thirty-one. We're trying to add. We're trying to add format to the show. Twenty-eight. Twenty-seven. Okay. Come on. All right. Come on. Come on. We're trying to add format to the show, where we're. Stick right to an hour. Hey, uh, yeah, I shut Scott, shut Scott my off, off for a minute. That is running out of time. That's rude. Rob. That's yes. rude as shit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, ground crew. Thanks for everybody joining the live stream. Links in the description here. Uh, we are out right now. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks. See ya. See ya. Later. <laughs>